Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You look all stressed out, mate. Well, um, been a long day. Been a long day. <laughs> Um, yeah, I've been up since uh, well, I've been up since six thirty, and it's now. I've eight. been up since seven. I know. <laughs> it's funny that because I saw earlier <laughs> you were online, and I thought, how has he not gone to bed yet? And it's like middle of the afternoon, and we're going to be talking once he's been to sleep. And it turns out it's a five-hour drive from Glossop to Swindon. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> do you want to get cracking? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Let's do it. So, have you got the? If you got the, you having to whisper? the system there. Yeah, yeah well, so what's weird is, so Marcus is actually up. He couldn't sleep. So he's stand, sitting just there. But Melinda is in the room. So I don't want to be too loud just in case I wake her up. So there's a little cold open for you. Because you said the walls are paper thin. They are, yeah. Did you find that out the fun way or the snoring way? <laughs> Hello and welcome to Jokes with Mark Simmons, the podcast where I chat to another comedian about jokes they can't get to work. As always, I am joined across the other side of the world by Mr. Danny Ward. <laughs> I thought my setup was ridiculous. <laughs> I, I, I've sort of created a, a, a nest for the uh, microphone here um, and you're having to whisper uh, in Adelaide. <laughs> Do you reckon this is well, what it's like, like the BBC, you know? The, the breakfast exactly show. what it's like. Yeah. <laughs> How's it going, champ? But, but it's going good, thanks. But the beauty of this is that we, this is just an intro and outro from us today because we've got a, a guest that we're going to play. So I just thought it'd be a good idea just to quickly touch base before and after the episode. Um, so I, So for me, it is... 7 a.m. pretty much and for you it is uh, 8 30 p.m no uh, now it's um well yeah 11 minutes to nine. Oh yeah it took us a little while to set up and after this i am going straight back to bed how are you, <laughs> Do you, reckon you get... probably will will you be able i think to... marcus and i are gonna go back to bed <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah there there he is lady macbeth <laughs> separate rooms um so yeah so quickly to touch base um last week we we oh great feedback from last week because last week was the australia catch-up um and uh, lots of feedback and the main thing is it does yeah. snow 
in Australia. Yeah. We've had a lot yeah. of people getting in touch. I'm very embarrassed. That Danny Ward would not have that last week. <laughs> <laughs> They're winding you up, champ. <laughs> <laughs> Because I obviously I got an audience member to tell me they're from the snowy mountains in Australia, and it does sound like a wind up. Yeah, it might be that the bungle bungles do have snow on them. I, I'm I'm very embarrassed by this, but listeners should know that I dropped <laughs> geography at year nine. So what am I to? No one should listen to me. <laughs> still but seems, other than that, what it does seem mad, doesn't it? It does. It does. I, 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 but yeah. <laughs> but other than that, how's everything going? What have you? Well, I've had you, some good you, feedback. You're on the road. I, I'm uh, I'm on the road. Always on the road, Mark. Really, yeah. I'm in a travel lodge here in Swindon, and um, I've had some. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Are you missing it? Ah, you... <laughs> oh, I, I miss the travel lodge. It won't be long to your back. You haven't some... been round with your uh, your uh, blue light. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't blue lighted this one, but uh, you relighted this one. <laughs> God, do you remember that video? How close that was! That's, it's the remote oh, controls. Most dis- I don't think we spoke about this on the podcast. We don't think we did. It's the, most we? Dis- <laughs> the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. It's like a, it was like a haunted house or a horror film. It's the, and, and, and the, 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 the um, and the ghosts are spunked everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, it, the curtain loving ghosts. Um, it's the remote control. <laughs> it was the remote control I found most disturbing. Yeah. Uh, mm. I mean, yeah. But um, Mark, I had some feedback. Um, remember my thing about um, Harold Chipman and how there's a, uh, uh, yes. a, a, a restaurant, a fish and chip shop called uh, the um, Jack the Chipper in, in Whitechapel? Yep. And so I said, you know, is that really appropriate to name something a restaurant after a, a, a mass murderer? And I said, well, what about, you know, in Manchester, there's a restaurant called Harold Chipman. And, and then you listed loads of others. others. El Baldinho, friend of the podcast. El Baldinho, friend, friend of, of the ours, podcast. Friend of Wilbowtown. He, I don't know if I, if this was staring me right in the face and I missed it, but he said, uh, of course, um, uh, there was, uh, hang on, Friar, <laughs> Friar West. Call me Stoke. Fried West. Fried West. Fried West? Fried West. <laughs> yeah. What? Like Fred West. Because <laughs> you had Friar Hindley. Yeah, Friar Hindley. Friar Hindley and, yeah, but... and fi- Fried West. No. No, Fry doesn't rhyme with Fred. Fred and... F- hang on, let me just check what he said. When Fri- fried. Oh, Fried West. Fred, As in Fred and Fried. Fried West. Fried West. Fry, fry, fried, west. fried west, fried west. <laughs> it, it might just be early. But these... <laughs> when I looked at it earlier, I thought it really was a really good. It was a real good I tell you one. what, that 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 looks good written down. Better than said. And obviously, this is the first time I've talked to anyone about it. <laughs> when I read it, I was like, <laughs> So uh, thanks, Jason, but uh, thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> But like I said, much better written down than it is said out loud. Um, so, great. Okay, well, we've got a guest, so I reckon we should get cracking with the guest. Lovely stuff. The guest this week is our good friend, Johnny Awesome. Here he is. One, two. No, you didn't do it. Okay, one more. Yeah, but there's a lag. Is there actually a lag? There's a lag. Yeah, definitely. Zoom, Zoom's always got a lag, a little lag, yeah. 
Uh, fuck it, who cares? Anyway, how are I'll you? I'll do mate? one this end. I'll do this one this end. One, two, three. Hang on. One, two, three. So we've got everything now. We've got everything. Yeah, yeah fine. <laughs> I'm very well. Mate, congratulations on all your success. I mean, I'm going to let you lead this pod. It's your pod. But, like, mate, you've become like a great big star, and I'm very happy for you. Oh, thanks, mate. That's really nice. I, it's weird. I don't, it's all the sort of strange because it's like, because it's all online. It's all come from sort of nowhere. It's, it's a bit strange. I don't, it's not I don't come know. from nowhere. It's come from graft because I've known you for a while. We even lived together in We Edinburgh, did. And you've just, you've always had your head down. You've always been working away. So uh, it's coming thanks, in. Man. I was just, I was just listening to the, uh, the first pod that we did. So honestly, anyone who, who hasn't gone back that far with the podcast, go back and find Johnny's first interview on here with me. It's really, it's really fun. And it, it brought back loads of memories because we were talking about living in the flat together in Edinburgh. Then you were telling us about your first gigs where, um, <laughs> where your mate, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, singer, bloody... Um, Frank Turner. Frank Turner was like, was on with you and everyone came to see him and it was a disaster go listen to it it's really yeah. good but we haven't got that much time so we're going to get straight cracking pretty much but everything good with you mate yeah funnily enough um and i know i'm supposed to plug my podcast at the end but funnily enough we recorded an episode of our podcast just yesterday with frank turner oh did you yeah so it's funny you should say that because he literally came on yesterday it was great as well so that's going to come out soon but yeah things oh, that's are really cool. good man i've had uh, well that I've should come one. out and coincide with this i would have thought so that's yeah people go and listen to that straight after yeah so let's get straight let's get cracking you 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 were an excellent guest last time so the pressure is on mate um so <laughs> so but you told me you've been writing some stuff are you writing for a new show or just you're bored and you want to write some new gear I'm writing for being out and about doing live shows and also things like corporates. And mm -hmm. I've decided that this year for the first time, I'm going to try and do what well, I am doing a few cruises. They've asked me to do ah, you'll be amazing on them. so many times. Yeah. And I've, I've never done it. And so this year I thought, you know what? I will, especially when one of them came in and it was in Barbados. <laughs> I'm totally going there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I've spoke about it on here, so I won't go into it. But I had a couple of disasters yeah. on cruises. But you're, I mean, you're you're perfect for that. Well, I'll cause... report back. I'll come back mm. on in an, an equal gap between the first pod, this pod, and then the next. I'll come back on in what was it, ten years ago, or whatever. And I'll tell you about the cruise. <laughs> I think it was four. <laughs> oh, it's all it was. Okay, it's actually no, no. The podcast yes. is four years old. This today weirdly yay oh well that's almost quite perfect then yeah yeah but and you were on like the august of that so it's okay. just, just under four years yeah so, yeah so it's not for a new show really although i may do another tour at some point so some of this stuff would definitely go into that but really it's just it's just like fresh new live stuff that i've been working on but i went you, through it this morning how are you testing of, it um well i'm a bit of a Maverick, I'm a bit of a Maverick Top Gun because I don't ever test new stuff at open mic nights or that's not the right thing, is it? I don't even know what they're called. I don't test new stuff at like new material nights. I just wham it in right. at a gig. You probably should not do that. I'll give you an example. <laughs> the other day I tried a new song in the middle of a closing 20 at Birmingham Glee that was sold out. I would not have the bottle to do that because <laughs> I can't sing, but I wouldn't I have just, I want to, yeah, good point. I, just, I want to know if it works. 
And like, I don't, mm. I often don't feel like a sort of smaller, I'm not, I'm not slagging off new material nights. I know there's some brilliant ones around, but just for me personally, I like to know how good something is. So if I'm doing a gig, like a proper gig, and it's going great, and then I try something new and it works, I think, okay, that is good. That's a good bit of material. If I do it there and it's not working, I just think, yeah, this is, this is not right yet or whatever. So right. it's, a bit, it's a bit of a gamble, but that's how I tend to do it. But that is a place that you will definitely know if it works or not, because if the gig's rocking, lots of people and then it doesn't work you you, in, you i mean you just know there's a fundamental issue with it whereas in, yeah, a, in thing... like a new material gig some of them can be quite bad anyway so you can't always 100 percent judge well that's the thing and also i like to put that pressure on myself because one of the things you must have heard people say this before but i feel like when you've got a new bit one of the things that you do as an act is you don't take the run-up that you need you need to take a run at it and mm. I think the best way to sort of make yourself take that run at it. And what I mean by that, like to the listener is to like really go for it and have confidence in it as if it is a bit that you already know works really, really well. The way I do that is if I try it at a gig that isn't a new material night and I've just done 10 minutes of stuff that is all tried and tested, great stuff. And then I do something new. I have to take that run up at it. Mm. I have to just go at that. I can't sort of go into a different gear for that bit. Yeah. I have to keep that set going so it makes me just give it everything and whether it works or not is a you know that's, that's a and then thing. what happened at the glee <laughs> yeah it worked so it's okay oh it did um yeah i mean don't sound so surprised no but well <laughs> that was less 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 because it's you more because generally when you try something new the percentages aren't always great in you know acts in general it's a bit different for me as well though mark because i'm writing songs right so for me to try something, I've got to think of an idea. I've got to write it. I've got to learn it. I, I have to be quite far along with it before I can put it yeah. in front of people I'm, because I have to sing a song. So the good part of that is I have to know it quite well to, to try it. The bad part is if it doesn't work, it's very disappointing because I think I've done a lot of a lot of work on this to find out it's not working or it doesn't yeah. work or whatever. And but I, bet I, mean? the I, I bet the high, I bet the high is amazing when it does work after all that. Yeah. And also one thing I've done more of lately uh, as an act is I've worked out that it's okay to take a kind of early version of it to the stage and maybe and maybe find some of the magic and, and some of the stuff that would really like make it pop mm. by doing it live. So I'll give you a great example of that. So I've always wanted to do a rap thing where someone else comes up like an audience member comes up and I do the rap with them. So that was kind of like my question mark. It's like, how do I do that? How do I make that work? Because they obviously don't know mm. my songs or like my bit or whatever. So the idea I had was to do like a Beastie Boys thing where when they rap, they always have, it's sort of, you can sort of tell how the rap works. So it's like, and they, and then, and they come in on the end of the line with the person rapping. So yeah. it'll be, it's that sort of style of like, you know, my little test bit I do with an audience member is to sort of go, when I say a line to you, and they do like the you, I give them a bit of paper, uh, all you ever have to do, you know, and then I can, yeah. I stop doing the word at the end of the line then, and I just leave it for them. Uh, so that, have they got the, the, line, the line written down? They've just got the word. Right. Because I was just thinking when you were saying got, that, like, give, like, would it be fun? I mean, it's, you know more than me whether this would work or not. But if like you do a rap, and you emphasize the word that's going to be rhymed with. And then you just tell them that they just have to pick a word that rhymes. Yeah, then... I'll tell you what would happen there. 
I'll tell you what would happen there. You'd probably get one out of ten people who would do it well and nine that would fuck it. But, but would they fuck it because <laughs> they, they panic and don't... Yeah. Do, so was, but in your head, is someone doing it well, someone actually doing it well? Because surely the, like, doing the word that's not appropriate for the rap is funnier, Well, right? I guess that's a different... I guess that's a different set piece i think what you're mm. saying i think yeah I yeah, get yeah. What you're saying i think that's a different set piece because what i wanted to do is have it as like a closing bit that got like really huge okay yeah and so the way i do it the way i do it now and everyone's behind them. Bit of, yeah well that's exactly the way that the joke has kind of worked on this because i did a few versions of it before i found what i call like the like you know like the moment where it clicks with in your brain like a light bulb moment you go oh i know how to do it i i tried it out a few times not at something huge, like not even Glee necessarily on this bit, but I at, at proper gigs, at smaller gigs, I tried it and it took me a while to to work out what the joke of it was. And I and then I found it. And the joke is, get somebody up, give them a bit of paper, and say, "Hey, working on this hip hop number. Give me a, give me a hand with this. You're mm-hmm. the hype man. You have to do the word at the end of the line." You've seen someone like Eminem maybe in a on a video or something. They have someone there that does that. They yeah, do that yeah. end of the line thing from. So. I do the little trial, make sure they've got it and they understand how it works. And then I worked out that the joke is that I do half of it and it's very clean. It's all very like, it's like a Will Smith rap that could be on like Radio 2 at 11 o'clock in the morning. And yeah. what I do with that is I get them comfortable. So they're kind of, they're getting into the flow of it. The audience is behind them. It's got like a chorus bit where everyone's sort of doing that thing where you wave your <laughs> arms, yeah, hands yeah. up. Get your hands up, everybody in the club, get your hands up. It's like that kind of thing. Yeah. And all I'm doing there really is I'm getting them used to it, but I'm also getting them kind of confident on stage. They start to enjoy the <laughs> interaction with the crowd. And, you know, once they've done it, I was like, give them a cheer. They're doing great. It was like, Whoa. and then I worked out that the twist is, because that's the thing when I write songs, we're trying to find the twist. The twist is to go to a bit of a breakdown in the music and then say to the audience, you know what he's doing really well, but it's a bit tame, isn't it? You know, it's a bit like a Will Smith rap. And we know we're all adults here. I don't know what you think, but maybe we should go a little bit more like NWA. And then the person on stage is obviously thinking like, what? And then mm. I'll tell you the twist. The twist is literally that I get them to just turn the piece of paper around. And then there's a whole new set of words <laughs> okay. on the other side of it, which when they look at it and they start reading them, they always do this face, which is like, <laughs> you know, as in, as in, oh my God. But before they can you know before they can really do mm. anything the track comes back in with the beat and i yeah. go again and then it goes really like i don't know how f- much Brilliant. you swear on your podcast but it goes yeah, yeah, yeah. it it's goes fine. proper sweary offensive whatever <laughs> and what's been really good when i've been gigging it is i found that the person that's come up and been a bit kind of scared and a bit of a wallflower and whatever they've often been the person that when it's got to that last section has just crushed it it's just been mm. they've just been turned into this like yeah, yeah yeah you know dr dre kind of like uh wild man kind of thing so yeah that's that's my new bit and uh it's so that's well. so that so that is that's not the bit that you tried the other day that's a bit that you've got that's happening at the moment in your set and it's working i did do that at the glee but i i'd kind of got it going by then i just tried yeah. it at some uh regular gigs but sort of smaller gigs than that oh nice that's cool. Um, and then I guess, yeah, that, I don't know, having worked with you a lot and we know each other quite well, you'll just find things as you go with that, won't you, of to gain extra laughs, right? Absolutely, yeah. So a lot of my stuff comes from 
being on stage with it. So, for example, mm. I used to just sing in the first chorus. I used to just go, hands up, get your hands up, everybody in the club, get your hands up. And then at one gig I did, I just had had some really funny banter with this, like, really old lady before I did that song, you know, just during mm. the gig. She was just really funny, and I, I just messed around with her. So... I just remember when it went to that chorus, I just changed the lyric. I just like went, I went like, hands up, get your hands up, even old people, get your hands up. And it just yeah. got such a laugh because mm. it was like the sort of the thought of like a load of oldies in the club all kind of like, you know, getting a bit yeah. hip hop. So that's just stayed in it now. So mm. those kind of little moments come from, I wouldn't write that at home sitting there. Like, no, no, just, no, exactly. And I guess you can, lie. now you know that's a thing, whatever you you, whoever you talked to in the set, the show earlier, you could probably call back exactly. into it. Exactly. And the other thing that happened organically was I started wearing a cap on stage a bit. I just, I just started liking doing it, not for any reason. And then mm. one day when I was watching a clip that someone posted of me doing that rap song back and I was watching me with the other person, I thought, oh, you know, it'd be really good if I've got a second hat and it's exactly the same. <laughs> yes. So what I do is I take it on stage and I hide it somewhere and we're just about to start. I say, oh, one last thing. And then I just mm. get the hat. And as soon as I give them that hat and they put it on, that gives them an extra little bit of confidence yeah, yeah. as well, I think. I was thinking when you were talking earlier whether you could get put like a chain around their neck and all that sort of thing. But the hat's perfect. Yeah. I mean, see, my tendency on something like that is to try not to go too... cartoon like, Yeah, like too sort of sort of silly with it it is it is a mm. silly thing it's stupid but i like the idea i've always sort of found like for me it feels funnier when we're as if we're taking it quite seriously you should it's such a ridiculous thing you should have a zip up hoodie that's got a, a design on it and have two of those as well because just so you look like a band when do you know what i mean get them do you know i did that on britain's got talent do you know i did that on there like i had i had a hoodie on and then I gave David Walliams a hoodie, but when there's a bit where we turn round and it had like Croydon across the back. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was like you didn't see that until that moment, and then it was as if he had, as if he was like representing Croydon because that was where I was living. So I thought yeah. it was quite a cool thing to do. Yeah, but nice. yeah, no, it's working really well. So I mean, next time we do, we've not gigged together for ages, have we? But uh, no, it's weird, that, isn't it? it? I did. I have told all the promoters that I don't want to, so I guess they've. They sort of listened. <laughs> um, so what, what else have you got that you've uh, been working on? So another one that I'm really enjoying doing is these days I tend to do about half of totally original stuff, my stuff, and then half kind of parody because in a club, out live, corporate, whatever, and people have different views on parodies. I don't really care to be totally honest. It's, you know, it's my act to do what I want. But I, I like to do some parodies because I think mm. they work really well. They're a great vehicle for a show. But also, I've never just sung a song. Well, that's I interesting, kind of... because you because you've got yeah you you've got enough stuff of your own, and you've got enough stuff of parodies to do yeah, all I don't need one. To do or, it. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, right. I don't need to do it, but I, I it's it's another flavour. That's the way what, I. So see what it. it's like what someone... is it? Do you think it it like it gives the it, it, an extra boost because the audience know the tunes and things like that? Well, yeah, definitely because in terms of getting people to sing because I, I love to do that at a gig i wouldn't do it more for more than say like one song in a set maybe two if i was doing a really long set like a 30 or a 40 minute set or something but mm. i like to have a moment where i sort of rabble rouse and say come on let's all do this one if you pick a really well-known song which i'll tell you about in a set that i've got a new one and you make that the one that you ask them to sing it's just so easy to do that rather than they've got to learn your song you know right. which i could do 
but I feel it's more like a vehicle for say like an Edinburgh show where you've got them for an hour or something like that. But the song that I'm doing at the moment, which is really good fun to sing is Country Roads. Okay. And I was like for ages thinking I want to do something with that song. I have that every now and again, I have a song and I just wait until I've got the right way to do it. So I don't want to just do some nonsense thing. I want to think of like a good thing. Yeah. So the thing I came up with in the end was I heard something on a radio show. Someone mentioned Gary Rhodes. I just was like, had this moment when I just know how to do it. It's, it's just ha- somehow it has yeah, to be yeah, yeah. connected to Gary Rhodes. So the way I wrote the song Is he was, a chef? <laughs> yeah, he's a celebrity yes. chef that died yeah. a few years ago. He died. Oh, a few years he ago. died. Oh, I didn't realise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So the way, I, the way I'm doing it, and it's going down great, is I tell a little story before and it's basically a bit of stand-up so it's kind of nice for me to do a bit of stand-up as well but i basically do a little two minute three minute bit and it's about i tell them that i went out to america to play a corporate and the corporate was in west virginia so that's like getting you to you know when it all comes you get the link right so i I say i went to west virginia to do this corporate but it was to a load of celebrity chefs so it was like, imagine me playing to a load of celebrity chefs. I mean, that in itself, I think, is like a good image. Mm. And I, there's like a, yeah. a few lines in there where I say, you know, it was a big wild night after the corporate. We all went out on the lash and, you know, I got to see Mary Berry ride a mechanical bull. And like, you know, like yeah. <laughs> it, I create this image of like me and 30 different celebrity chefs all out on the town kind of thing. <laughs> and then the joke is when I sing the song, I just set it up so that it's as if Gary Rhodes is our designated driver and he's driving us all back to the hotel. So mm. the penny drop moment is when it hits the chorus line and rather than sing Crunchy Rhodes, I sing Gary Rhodes. But it's great because yeah. it gets a big laugh, but then everyone knows it, so they all just join so in. So it's because he takes you home. He takes us home to the Sorry, hotel. Yeah, 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 great. <laughs> yeah. Do you mention What's that... really lovely about it? Say again? Do you mention that he's dead? I say at the end of the song, and this is a new, newer bit as well, I say, what I love about that song is you're never going to hear Country Roads again in your whole life and not think of Gary Rhodes, yeah. which is lovely because he passed away a few years ago. So it's kind of keeping you know mm. his name and his memory alive. And I also say, and for anyone in the room that's under a certain age, they're literally sitting there thinking, what the hell has just happened? Because <laughs> they don't really know that song that well, but also they don't know who Gary Rhodes no. is. So <laughs> enough people do, because I've been can you comment? Can you over. comment? Can you comment during it if there are kids like, or, you know, teenagers or whatever? Halfway looking through it, confused. After, after, the, after the first chorus, I tend to say, give me a cheer if you know who Gary Rhodes is. And it gets a really big, hefty cheer. So I think there's... Okay. I just like to do that to give it a little bit more pep and then I kind of carry on to the second verse. But mm. I've written all the words for it apart from in the chorus, I use the same words as country roads, but I just change country roads to Gary roads. But that just works really well because of my setup. Mm. It goes, Gary roads, take me home, you know, to the place I belong, West Virginia, Mountain Mama take me home and then everyone goes gary Rhodes. so you just imagine Enjoying gary it. like driving a coach yeah. yeah 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 it's really silly so that's a new <laughs> one that's a lot of fun to perform and like i say it's a parody and uh 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. What I, what I have been working on, maybe you can help me with this, Mark, is mm. I can't get this to quite work. Like, it's, it's, it's just not got a good enough hit rate for me to kind of keep it in at the moment. So, like, it has worked at times, but it's just not, it's not working well enough. I, I wanted to write a song that was kind of a ballad, I guess, and it was about how real love, like actual, so, you know, like you know, like when you hear someone say, that's real love, you know, that mm. she did this for him or he did this for her, whatever, or he did this for he, it's 2023. <laughs> I wanted to write something that was like against, like clashing with the Hollywood version of it, like, you know, a romantic film where they're on a beach or, you know, there's like an orchestra of strings or what you might see in like a glossy magazine or whatever, like away from that, like kind of the real love. You, do you know, does it make sense what I'm saying? Maybe it's, yeah, yeah. Maybe, like, maybe it's like, just like, in like my examples mind. of more realistic examples, like, I mean, this is rubbish, but like making beans on toast or do you know what I mean? For someone when they didn't ask exactly, for yeah. something, a, a sort of day to day thing, like a mm. pedestrian thing. Like, so one of the lines that was working in it was when I said, is this a song? Uh, remember that? It was a stand up. Is it a song? Mm. No, it's a song. Yeah. 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 One bit that worked well was I said, um, remember that time that my arm was in a sling and you helped me with my bum cream. You put it on my ring. (laughs) So the thing about that is it's obviously quite a sort of like, it's quite coarse and it's quite graphic, but I'm trying to set that against something like the notebook with Ryan Gosling saying, he's saying, forget that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Real love. I think it was one of those bits that it really depended on the audience. So, like so would you, you sing what happens in the notebook and then do that line? Because that it feels like structurally, yeah. if you go from film to film to film that people know, and then have an example of what real love is next to it. I think that's I great because because that. people that like the films will that's in, that's that's engaging anyway because you're describing the film they know and love, and then doing. I guess you want to make yeah, it a so maybe, similar example. 
Maybe I need to make it more about a film reference. But then that's quite nice because it's quite pop culture. Then seen the film. Yeah, but if you, yeah. I mean, Notebook, Love Actually, or like all those sort of Notting Hill, every, everyone's seen those. And even yeah, if they haven't, it know. doesn't really matter because you can just describe in the song what what actually does happen. You want ones that are cheesy. I had it, I had it like, um, you know, some people think that love is what you see in a movie on TV, you know, and I'm here to tell you that's a crock of shit. Let me show you what I mean. So that sort of sets it up. It's mm. like, you know, and then I say like real love comes from the day to day, not from a photo shoot in okay. And then I go, remember yeah. the time, you know, my arms in a sling. It kind of works at times. I don't know. I think, you know, it might just need a rewrite. I also think, and this is something that you might be. It's definitely a funny concept. I think so. But like, maybe, I don't know whether you, how aware you are of this, but this might be an interesting thing just to mention is that the melody and the sort of feel of the song can make a massive difference to how the bit works. Mm. And I think what I've Mm. written for this one at the moment is a little bit, a little bit somber. It's a little bit like um, the chords of it and stuff. It's a little bit moody and a little bit plodding. And that might be kind of part of why it's falling down a bit. Because I've yeah. found that the stuff that works the best out of all my stuff is always the stuff that is more. I think it's got to be. Yeah, but I think that is a. It's got to be happy because you're you're telling them what true love is. It's not depressing. I know, but I think I just wrote it so it's more like a the chords of like what a ballad would be. You know, like in the charts, okay. like um, that's where you lose you know, me. I, I would don't always know love you, you or stuff. something. Or, right. Yeah, you know, like a like a love like mm. a love song, like a so it's got like minor chords in it and things like that. But maybe I went a bit too far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. That's definitely. I a, think it needs a rewrite. I think it's a good idea because that, that's because everyone can relate to what you're what you're saying because it is those other moments that actually do mean more. No one that, like the stuff in films never actually happens. Yeah, like I had another one about a verse where it was like being in a taxi rank and a guy starting on me and then my partner punches him in the face with a doner kebab and then that's then it goes to the chorus again of like you know that's real God, love yeah 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 um i can't remember what the line was there she punched him oh i know what it was that's real love and it's like um something like she went home hungry but she saved me so it's as if she like gave up her doner kebab yeah 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 that's great so look so, i think so but but I find I it quite. I find it. it interesting that because I don't know anything about this is that the the actual music is so important. Why? So you could have an idea that really works, but yeah. but it doesn't work because of that element. Whereas a normal stand up, we don't have to think about that sort of thing. We just if the words work, they work. I guess maybe in how you deliver them and how you say them, which is say, a similar. I think the comparison is is yeah the way you phrase it and the way you word it. And whether you're and upbeat when you say you... it or if you're annoyed when you say it or. Well, like one thing I found really interesting is I've done quite a lot of tours as a tour support and I like watching the main act. I know you've done that too. But like mm. Last year, for example, this is a bit of a, a name drop, but I did some big shows last year with Jason Manford. He put me on all the arenas for his amazing tour. Yeah. So I was coming up playing arena, but which was an amazing thing to do. But I was, I'd watch him and I'd found it really interesting how if you watch someone doing their show a few times, you, you can really hear like how they've crafted the punchlines to just have the best possible delivery. Mm. You know, even if it's a story, just telling a story or whatever, there's a line that someone says to you at the end of it or whatever. Yeah. It's just that thing of getting it absolutely right. Like 
if the, you know if they're mentioning like a place you've picked the perfect name for it or a mm -hmm. shop or you know what i mean like yes. they've really thought of like what's the what, what gives it the most zing and i know you do tons of work on your jokes to get the crafting right so i guess this might be a loose comparison but i guess the comparison is just making sure that the music is 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 giving it that that best shot yeah how easy is that to like is that is that quite easy just to go i'll oh, just redo a new melody no it's a nightmare is it so that's yeah so, well i have so to that's... kind of because because i've sort of learned it so it's a bit like me saying to you i'll go on stage and sing. i know you wouldn't do this but it's a bit like saying i'll just sing yesterday by the beatles but just do it to a different melody you're really hard to sort of get your brain <laughs> yeah, to yeah. just do that because you, you go well it goes like this yes so because i've learned it i think like that but that's why i've kind of i've got i have a whiteboard at home and i have on the left ideas things i'm thinking about like just what my brain is doing on the left in the middle I have all the stuff I'm road testing. So everything that is literally out on the road with me. And then mm. the right is where I move it when I go, it's working now. So the rap thing I talked about is, is moved over to the right. Yeah. And it's about trying to get things across the board. That's how I see it. Just keep trying to get stuff across <laughs> the board. But I've added a new section to my whiteboard, which is, I can't bloody get this to be how I want it to be. And that song that we're talking about, that ballad about real love has moved into that. And I think really what I need to do with it is move that back to the first column yeah and go again with it and then I take so. it back on the road go for it so it, might, it might be one that takes a few years to get right but when you do it'll be zinging yeah i think the other thing as well i've learned to do is not to waste too long on something because i could spend sort of forever prattling about with that or yeah. and i have done recently or i could just come up with something something else totally different mm. And then within two weeks, that's working and that's really funny and it's in my set. Whereas I could be sort of like going round and round with this thing. And yeah. I think we're quite obsessive sometimes, comedians. I think we can those really... Things that, if, I reckon if you're just doing it for your 20, I think you're right in that sense. But then I think if you were going to do a longer show, you when you have all the previews, you, you've got so much more time to then go, I am going to get this bit right alongside everything yeah. else. But yeah. I think you're right. If it's just, if it's for your 20 and you want to, you know, you don't really want to be doing that within your 20 too many times and it not working. I think I'll come back to it. It's, it's one of those things. It might be like one of my favorite things I've ever done. It took me so long to work out how to do it. And it's a song that I've got. I don't really do it live anymore because I sort of feel like I can't top how it went on Britain's Got Talent. But I have this idea about doing something about when you go and see a musical, they just start doing a big song, you know, mm. someone's like cleaning a table, like talking, a bit of dialogue. Yeah. And then sort of out of nowhere, someone just starts to sing and then it just turns mm. into a big song. And I love musicals, but I always found that funny when I'd watch mm. one. I'd always just find it really funny how, a bit like me and you just chatting away here and then you yeah. stand up and it just turns into a great big number. It but, took me so long to work out how to turn that into a set piece. And it was, it all came from realizing that it was funny to have somebody with me that was like bobbing up and down. That's, yeah. that's, that's what it took. Yeah. But that, that took so much road testing and trying yeah. to, I had but it ended up being of it and stuff. Like one of your best known set pieces. So it is worth knuckling down if you've got a good idea. That's it. Yeah. It just stuck with it and it, it, it came. And then when it finally mm. worked, you know, it went, it went big when it was like, it, it did really well online and stuff. But yeah, so I think it's not dead this idea. I think I just need to, yeah, yeah. I'm going to come back to it. Cool, man. Well, next time you come on, you can uh, tell us how you got on with it. But that is, yeah. that's, that's time, mate. We, we're, the podcast is super quick these days. We only do half hour. So 
Oh, wow. Well, can I tell you about my podcast before I go? Mate, of course. That's what I'm, I'm leading into it, mate. I'm a bloody pro. Um, but yeah, thank you I for coming. I thought you were about to shut the Zoom down. Yeah, see you later, mate. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. <laughs> but no, thanks for coming on. It's good to catch up, actually, mate, because I haven't seen you for ages. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, have you... So Something makes me think that you've got... Have you got a podcast that's just started? <laughs> Do you know what my podcast is I wish you said no then. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. We can do it again if you want. <laughs> no, that's great, mate. <laughs> do you know what my podcast is about? I know. Yeah, I do. It's about um, uh, your coat. I left my coat at a gig. You ever played a gig for just a tonic called Melbourne Hall in Derbyshire? It's really no. nice. It's outdoor. Outdoor no. gig. I left my coat. Someone found it. They sent me a picture of the coat, not just a, not just a text. They sent me a picture, and it said, "I'll tell you exactly what it said because it really made me laugh." It said, "If you ever want to see your coat again, meet me at Tib Shelf Service Station with six cans of Lemon Fanta and a Freddo." That's the that's, first thing I got. That's brilliant. Yeah, from a guy called Mark, and he was the guy that had put the PA system into this outdoor show for mm. just a tonic. He found my coat. He messaged me. Quite now, flirty. Five. Well, I'd like to think of it as <laughs> bromance. Bats. Yeah. <laughs> Should have called it that. Anyway, it took ages to meet up with this guy, Mark, to get the coat back. I think it took about five months because he's always off gigging everywhere as a sound person. Mm. And I'm always gigging as a comedian. And we had a WhatsApp chat going that whole time. And I say, you know, this weekend I'm going to be in like Liverpool at this club. Are you anywhere near there? And we just swapped all these little bits of stories about what we were both doing. And often it was like, you know, funny things like he's slagging off some band he was with doing sound from or whatever. Mm. And we just got on. And when we finally met up, I thought it would be a shame to not kind of do something to capture that. So we recorded the first time we ever met up and he gave me the coat back. And that was mm. our first episode of the podcast. Ah, cool. Yeah, so it's become a thing. We're doing it every Friday. It's called the Blue Coat Diaries. Do you know why we call it that? Because it's a blue coat. <laughs> it's a blue coat, but there used to be a show on TV called the Red Shoe Diaries. Okay, had the no, guy from that. he was he was in the X Files. David Duchovny, I think his name is. Mm. It, was, it was a show he was in. So we kind of named it after that. It's nothing to do with that, but we called it the Blue Coat Diaries. And yeah, it's a free pod. It's on all the big apps, and it comes out every Friday. Latest episode, Frank Turner. Great stuff. Frank's been recorded and it's coming up, but the f episode that's about to come out is Louisa Omilan. Oh, cool. So you're having guests as well? Yeah. I mean, the whole thing, to be honest, is just a kind of happy accident. So we don't really right. know what we're doing, but Great. lately we've been having guests. Yeah. We're about to do Lost Voice Guy as well. And we'd love to have you on, Mark. Oh, shout out. If you want to come on. Of course I'll come on. All right, I'll make a note now. Let's Mark do it. Write do, it down. do you do it in person or do you do it on... <laughs> we do it remotely. Lovely. Because Mark lives in Derbyshire and I'm in London, so oh, I'm yeah. literally writing this down so I don't forget to book you, Mark Simmons podcast. <laughs> well, could you forget me? Right. Well, there's a lot going on. A lot going on, mate. A lot <laughs> going on. Right, dude, this has been excellent. Thank you for coming on. Um... Anything else you want to say? What's your online stuff? Social media? 
johnnyawesome.com, spelled A-W-S-U-M for awesome. And here's a question. Are you going to Glastonbury? Mm, I don't think so. Because of the, because I think I think they've booked t- the tour in for that, which brings me on. To, actually, no, I'm doing an outro with Danny, so I'll, I'll plug the tour in that. Everybody, okay. Um, it's usually June something, isn't it? Oh yeah, the tour. Yeah, I was only asking because I played oh, when, it for the when first it? time. It's June, I think. Oh yeah, I played it for the first time last year and had a really good time. And I'm I'm waiting to hear, but I'm hoping to I'm hoping I'll get to go again. So I was just going to say, if you were there, that might be a time we could hang out. Oh, what. what I'll tell you what I'm going to do. What I'm going to come to one of, of your it? tour dates. Oh, yeah. Where where do you live now? Croydon. You're, you're still I in Croydon. I live in South London, Croydon. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, let me know any date that you fancy. Let's What's do it. the closest one? What's the closest one? I guess it's London. Leicester Square Theatre, probably. When are you there? I am there. This is quite a nice sort of casual way of plugging the tour. Um, when am I there? I'm there in 29th and 30th of... July. All right, I'm going to sold out, but well. I can uh, sort that sort, oh. sort sort you out, mate. I just turf someone out. <laughs> Imagine if you came out at the start of the gig and threw someone out as your opener. <laughs> I mean, that would get that would get talked about. I'll just get Danny to do it for me. Blimey! Okay, I'll clean this up in the. Um, I'll clean this up in post. Um. <laughs> Honestly, Mark, I just drove for five hours and fifteen minutes without stopping to get here on time. <laughs> Didn't get out of the car. Five hours, fifteen minutes. You know what, mate? What? I would have been happy if you took longer. I could have slept more. No, I know. I know that. I, I, I know that, but once we'd said 8.30, I thought by the time you wake up, you wouldn't know that it was going to be a, a later meet. Yeah. And also, I do need to get to Weatherspoons for a curry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't eaten since uh, uh, half 11. No, no, half 12. Right. Okay, here we go. Johnny Awesome. Hashtag Awoka to Johnny Awesome. There we go. What a cracking episode. Um Thanks, Johnny, for coming in. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, Danny, I when this goes out, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be up in the air, mate. I'm gonna be on my way to Cairns. That's the next stop. Brilliant. I, I'm so jealous. You're gonna do, you know, so much to do there, Mark. Great Barrier Reef. Great Barrier Reef, and all, all the other things. Jumping out of an aeroplane. You can do there. Yeah. There's the Cairns Film Festival in there. I think that's the thing, is it? <laughs> Didn't know about that. Uh, that might be Cairns. Oh, sorry. Sorry, mate. I'm tell you what, I'm, a... I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I'm a, bit, I'm a bit worried that people aren't going to be able to hear me because I'm going to be whispering. Everyone's going to be in their cars listening, sort of with their head close, you <laughs> like getting me, closer. You let me worry about that. You know me. I'm a magician. <laughs> I've got this really good tool where you just turn it up and the volume goes up. Um, is this going out on Monday, Mark? This is, is this going out on Monday morning? Okay, right. So I'll turn this around yes. tomorrow. I'll turn it yeah. around tomorrow. Thanks, mate. That's all right. That's all right. Um, sorry. That's, that's very nice of you. Yeah.
What, what you got Fred Nose Day tomorrow. Is oh, it? I'm not doing anything for it. No, no, no. I'm uh -huh. not. That's a relief. Yeah. Do you like that joke? Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a comics comics relief. Yeah. I'm a comic. Yeah. Um, um, I, I don't know what's funny at seven a.m. <laughs> not a lot. <laughs> anyway, you go and get your so, head uh, done. Yeah. So we we but we are going to be we're going to be in the same time zone soon. In, in a, oh, just over a month and we are going back on tour so do check out the tour tickets at marksimmons.co.uk or at, uh, on my social media in my bio link at jokes with mark uh, we're going everywhere we are going everywhere from may all the way through till december how exciting get your tickets soon um uh, also, thanks everyone for listening. The podcast is four years old last week. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Four years old. And you're just a baby with this, Danny. You've only been, in, you've only been on board. Actually, you, I mean, you were in one of the first episodes, to be fair. Yeah. I only um, got involved in when own... I thought it had legs. <laughs> <laughs> now look at us whispering. One of those glory hunters in the Travelodge with Mark's whispering. And I'm using the... <laughs> that... Your uh, goal hanging. I'm using the, the, the people won't understand this, but I'm, I've, I've wedged the microphone into the kettle, and then the kettle is on its side <laughs> to create a, a microphone stand. Here's to the next four years. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Anything more for you, Danny? Nothing more for me, Mark. Anything more from you, Mark? Nothing more from me, Danny. Hashtag a worker, everybody. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.